Go. Oh wait, do we have pre-show banter? Yeah. Was was I supposed to be the pre-show banter? <laughs> You're you definitely supposed to be everything. The pre- no, but we talked about this. No, we literally I, just had a ten minute conversation. But I, about I felt this. like what I had saved for the people was going to be like the actual introduction. I didn't know it was going to be the pre-show banter because then, okay, he bougie. So listen, I told myself coming into today that I wanted to do something unique and special for the people. For the people. So I'm about to freak the whole grown show business. Grown folks, grown show. What? what grown, are we? grown folks business Who intro <laughs> in Spanish. Are y'all ready for this? You don't got that capability. Okay, watch me. <clears throat> Bienvenidos el podcast de grown folks business. Mi nombre es el grande boca cis a la izquierda de mí es Carl de culo normal a la, a la izquierda de Carl es siempre. Just cr- or Cristal. Siempre Cristal. Y SOS. El podcast de Crown Folks Business. <laughs> Bro, we're watching ESPN Deportes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what voice was that? Because you weren't even using your real voice. Well, because I felt like I had to like, I, again. That's like your announcer voice? You know, I had to get a little professional on Okay, I yeah. see you out here. You know. Anyways, cue the intro. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's just Chris Starr. Big Mouth Seat. It's your boy Normal Ass Coral. With Grown Folks Business. Grown Folks Business. Like your mama used to tell you, stay out of grown folks business. I mean, I'm grown. I'm grown too. Shit, we all grown. Welcome, Welcome to, to Grown, grown Folks, folks business. business. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning back in with us here at Grown Folks Business. If you're not doing so already, make sure you follow us on social media. We have at Grown Folks Business. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S, Grown Folks Business. And you got your girl, Jess Chris Starr here. Get your boy, Normal, underscore, ass, underscore, Carl with a K. And uh, Big Mouth Cease. Hey. El Grande Boca Cease. <laughs> <laughs> For our Latin listeners. Yo, you know, one of our listeners had hit me up, and they were like, uh, oh, you know, I found you on... Um, yeah, that's how, that's what that's exactly how I felt. They were like, "Oh, I found you on the internet." Obviously, it's an older listener. Once right, was, on the one, internet, once was lost, now is found. Had a photo of me. Remember, mm-hmm. we went to camp, and okay. I was sitting in the straps. Mm. This does not sound right. <laughs> you wait, know who I'm talking about? But wait, I'm not going to say who that person is for the zip line. For the zip line. So oh, I was, yes, sitting, you do I was need sitting to clarify. In the straps. I was sitting in the straps. Like, where'd you get that photo from? Uh, it was on the internet, and I was like, oh, "Well, explain it to me a little more." And so, the like, once they broke it down to me, I was like, oh, okay, I know what happened. You typed in my username and then found all my associated photos with that. So, oh it had me dying. And then I sent her back the, uh, the peach sign because I was having so much cake in the straps at the time. Pause. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> cake Wait. in the straps. Cake in the straps. Can, hey. can you define cake? <laughs> but ain't that what you're supposed to do? You know, it's funny. When you ask me to define cake, I know what it means in terms of our lingo. But if you were to tell me to like to define cake and amongst our amongst someone who doesn't know what our lingo is, that's really gonna like jack me up. <laughs> I don't. So can behind. you define? It's cake? behind. It's it's behind booty. Rear behind. End. Oh, okay. I was like Dar- behind Dar- You didn't know what cake was? No, obviously uh, I know what. I was cake about to means. say, man, because we didn't have a few cake, 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 cake. Ooh, I'm on that Trey song. <laughs> Ain't that what you're supposed to we'll do? We'll talk about Trey later. Hey, <laughs> we'll talk about you. So, so listen. She put her hands up for that too. <laughs> <laughs> I went to grow folks by the row. <laughs> so, as, as the fans can probably 
kind of predict by now we're really excited to be back for another episode of grown folks business um <laughs> this is the first episode in a while that we don't have a guest amen yes. we've had three guests mm-hmm. we've had we had four guests four guests i apologize mm-hmm. in a row in too a, in a row um and we had episodes with just us previous to that so i kind of wanted to get a feel for how you guys are feeling up until this point what are some of the things that you've really enjoyed what are some of the things that you look forward to in the future? And then even some things that maybe didn't happen the way that you expected them to that um, you'd want to talk about. I want to shout out at the lovely MVP. She did a great job. Uh, most people don't know behind the scenes, she was kind of sweating bullets. I was like, yo, you're going to be all right. Don't worry about it. We're going to go <laughs> Why ahead. you put her out like that? Uh, it's cool. The people she, didn't need to she know. She's going to laugh at all. She's going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was so nervous. <laughs> but she was, hey, but she did great. Um, was that, would you say that was your favorite guest? No. no offense i i honestly think that nate was so dynamic and some of the gems that he i mean like even right now we're getting me personally i'm getting so many people saying like man your boy nate was dropping so many gems and shout out to doug for finding nate and and helping out and, and coordinating all those things but realistically man i nate dropped so many gems like my friends you know they they replay some of the things he said in our you know group chat you know what i mean and you know it's crazy because I was actually talking to my dad before we got here today and he was just like, man, you know, I actually remember when that incident at USC happened. Mm, he was like, I remember reading it. Yeah. Reading about it in the newspaper, seeing it on the news and he was just kind of recapping it with me um, from the perspective of a LA resident at the time. So, yeah, that was, that was my favorite one by far. Um, But I actually think that everyone did a great job that we had in an interview and I'm glad that we actually got a chance to do to deliver to our whole audience, though. I just wanted to know your favorite, though. My favorite was Nate. Star? It's hard for me to have a favorite because um, I feel like everybody who's come on the show has really contributed so much in, in their respective fields. So it was hard for me to have a favorite. Mm. Um, it was good to share the studio space with my brother, Aaron, yeah. who I absolutely love and um, we traveled for Aaron too that was we great did I kind of enjoyed that and we rode in the car together yeah Lord I was subjected you, to what did you think those were on the on the hill they were definitely cows they she were thought, horses they were not horses she <laughs> <laughs> wait where were y'all at we were in Chino in, in Chino Hills so there was just like this pasture that was kind of mountainous and it was it looked like horses from afar I thought I saw ponytails but then we rolled up on him. And, and then, like, wait, she said we rolled up on him, but she tried to play me and <laughs> went on our, our social media. It's like, y'all, tell me what these. Oh, we getting closer. I know these is definitely cows now. <laughs> I, I still have that video. We might have to repost that. I, I can almost guarantee that they were cows. Chino is known for their cows. That, that's the thing. Yeah. Before there was houses there, there were cows. Definitely. Just walk, walking and eating. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> walking and walking eating. And, and, and I'll even tell Creating you a story manure. that the high school kids back in the day before there was so much stuff to do in that area, like cow tipping was a popular thing because apparently a cow can't get back up if you tip it over. So wait, that's they not would cool, like tip the cow, like they would intentionally like knock the cow over? I mean, not... That's what cow tipping is. Yeah, yes, not as easy as you described it because you. That's ca- like animal cruelty. No, it's 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 extreme animal cruelty because God forbid that cow falls and breaks a leg. That cow is is no good for nobody. Anybody. Oh no, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not rolling with that. So your favorite episode was? Um, yeah. So I'm not gonna pick a favorite, but I do have tidbit of favorites from every single episode we produced, from Jamar to Nate to the lovely MVP to Brother Aaron for sure. So. I have a better question for you then. 
Because we always <laughs> looked at me with that face of death. Like, oh, you trying to narrow it down. I am going to try to narrow it down. As podcasters, we go back and we listen to our podcasts and how we performed and stuff like that. That's true. Which one would you say that you listen back to the most? <laughs> I don't know. No, you do know because I, I, I load them up before we even start. So wait. No? I don't feel you like... You don't have one? No. You listen to them equally about the same? I feel like I do. Okay, I'll take that. Look at you. You ready for presidency. She, she's... <laughs> Cease, which one did you like the most? Um, I think the topic that I enjoyed the most... Uh, are we talking about topic or guess? Guess. Uh, Either if they relate. Well, I think I got to show love to like our first unofficial guest because I thought it was really dope that Joey was able to come on the show. Um, so and, technically, we're at four and a half then. Yeah, because <laughs> no, 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 and I, and I don't want to take anything away from Joey's moment, but I feel like what he shared was extremely profound, and I think that just given the, the social climate that we're all living in right now, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where he really had to be sure of himself to be able to share that with us, and then right. to say that we could share it with with all of you all. Um, so I really commend him for that. Um, I, I, I was, I was vibing with, with Nate because he was deep. Like Nate came in and without knowing it, this, this was Nate, Nate's podcast that day. You know what I mean? Like he dropped some gems on us where it was just like, we could have told you what to say and it still wouldn't have sounded. You did really well in that episode too. Thank you. I I appreciate that. But Uh I feel like that was a testament to Nate because Nate kept bringing up subject matter that made you want to engage and ask Mm -hmm. him questions and pick his brain. Um, I, you know, just full transparency, I was a little concerned about Aaron's episode. Okay. You know, because from a, a host standpoint, it was very, very difficult for me to get a word in because Aaron was so just rich in knowledge. Uh-huh. But it was great because the reaction that Aaron's episode got was, it, it was strong. Uh-huh. People were like, wow, I really learned some things about myself. I learned some things about business. Um, and then with... Melissa's episode, I'm saving that for last because that was my friend, uh-huh. or that is my friend. <laughs> right, what um, happened? <laughs> I think it was just really cool because as I'm sitting here as a host, like that that was secondary to me being a friend and seeing where she's come from and all the hard work that she's put in and the, the different things that are coming in fruition and even the things that she didn't mention on the podcast that I know that she's working on was just let me know that everything, you know what I mean? All those steps that she had taken to get to where she was at were for the right reasons, even the steps backwards. Were mm-hmm. just, you know what I mean? It was just it was just cool to see her sit here and shine and to be impressive to you all and to present extremely well. And she pushed us a little bit on that episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. To be sexy. To be sexy. <laughs> she said, have a, have a... Yeah, there we go. That's what she said. Make sure it's fun, provocative, <laughs> be sexy. And, you know, another thing that I thought about, I just talked to Jamar recently, and one of the things he said, I, I even asked him, and you could just tell, like, he kind of supported my idea of, like, Nate being my best. He was like, you know, my episode was cool, but uh, I'm, I always got to do his voice. My episode was cool, but um, it wasn't no Nate. And I was like, bro, you had some gems in there. Like, when he said... I love like, his episode, yeah, too. and he said, be where your feet are. You know, he had some gems. And then it was also, like, being a pro athlete and then also just having your own life, too. He, like, really loves photography. And when he, you know, spent the second half of the episode talking about that, I thought that a lot of our listeners can say, like, okay, well, these guys are human, too. Yeah, and, you know, I really like his description of some of the things that he had to overcome, even dealing with, like, his physical health to get where he was and how he had to, like, hide injuries and things that, you know, I know that I don't mentally have the capacity to do to get to that level. 
Um, but when he talked about his injury and having to cover it up, like I thought that was really a good perspective because I'm sure there are followers who are still interested in um, shooting for professional um, to, to become professional athletes. So it's like it's not all glitz and glam. Sometimes you really do have to go through these emotions that we don't like to talk about. Yeah. I feel like that's absolutely correct. Um, and it was great to get that professional perspective because I feel like as, and are we calling ourselves normal people? I know Carl's the only normal one. In this <laughs> nah. Yeah, facts, I'm normal. So so, so <laughs> as, as, as normal people, it always feels like there's this great degree of separation between mm-hmm. yourself and um, entertainers, athletes, things of that nature. But I feel like all of the things that he talked about were extremely relatable. And it kind of then honed our mind in on, okay, you know what? These are normal people doing what we have deemed to be an extraordinary job. But when we are judging them for their personal actions or whatever their political stances may be, Mm -hmm. we always have to keep in the forefront of our mind that these are normal people who come from the same places that we do, who experience the same things Mm -hmm. that we do. And maybe even on more of a exponential scale because you know there's a lot of money behind them you know like there's a lot of different people investing in these people so their actions hold a certain weight in a business stance and a personal stance so it was just cool to kind of sit close with somebody and hear them share those those things about themselves and and you know just have that reminder like this is a normal guy and yeah absolutely and then one of the things that i'm thinking about is they all had something in common and that was purpose and passion well and their degree and yeah well, communications, right? Well, not Aaron. Oh, that's right. Aaron didn't have a degree. Gotcha. And people actually appreciated that about him, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Like, they were like, yo, it was, ni- it was nice to hear a change of pace from someone who actually had to really pull themselves, you know. Pull themselves like, up by their bootstraps. Yeah, and I was going to say, for lack of a better term, but, you know, I'm that guy now. So pull themselves up by their bootstraps and pretty much say, like, hey, I'm going to fight through, obtain that knowledge, and continue to grow. That's all school is to me. It's like obtaining that knowledge and then, you know, continuing to grow that now that you've been exposed to said knowledge. Okay. So we've we've kind of done a recap. Can we hit an air horn for our guests? Let's go. Hit them. For the guests one time. Nance. I love the air horns. Y'all have no idea how excited these men are <laughs> to get this soundboard off. We wait, wait, so with it pause so, before we even got on the air. So excited that we need another air horn. <laughs> oh, hit the air horn. There it is. <laughs> Why he hit it seven times and missed the whole air horn? <laughs> All right, look. He's had enough fun you, with you're that. Not, you're not going to stifle my air horn right now. You can't take his joy, devil. <laughs> and so, so with that being said, what do we have to look forward to today? On the agenda right now, Star had this, the art of bandwagoning. Yeah. So, like, you know, not too long ago, the uh, Eagles took the Super Bowl. Um, you know, March Madness is upon us. Yes. And um, I don't know about y'all, but I go blue all day every day. So it's Michigan all day for me. <laughs> um, what, Steve? No, I, I just thought about a subtopic that <laughs> that is going to be really good. But go ahead. Okay, jot it down. Text me. Oh, no, I'm going to remember. Uh, so, so, you know, people, when as you approach, like, championship games, people are like, there's so many bandwagoners. There's so many bandwagoners. But, like, bruh. If your team not playing, are you just supposed to not cheer for anybody? Like, I don't understand why people go so hard on people who simply. Okay, but then I I feel like depending on the sport, it has an effect too. Because I know that I'm not an avid hockey fan. Uh Uh-huh. But But anytime the Kings are 
Exactly. And I'm going. Yeah. I'm and I got, and I got I got mad fitted hats with the Kings on it. Uh-huh. But I just can't necessarily say that. It's like, a cool hat though, before anything. It is a cool hat. <laughs> it's a really cool hat. <laughs> <laughs> they keep it a buck. It really is. There's I know, one I'm pretty sure right my dad there. got a King shirt. I'm like, sir. And and then okay, so so can we start with cause you you mentioned collegiate teams. Mm-hmm. And this is always a tough one for me because I feel like typically you choose a professional team based regionally. Yeah. So I'm from here. I'm supporting the local team. Absolutely. And college gives you the very unique situation where you could be, you know, for example, from Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and go to a Michigan university, Mm -hmm. two polar opposites. Correct me if I'm wrong. Absolutely. But you have that affiliation based upon your collegiate aspirations. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to the person who went to a school that didn't have a division one team to root for? Honestly, I pray for them because I can't imagine a college experience without. Because both of you guys have have had that experience. Yeah, be- but I went to Fresno State and our men's basketball team, the only thing we celebrate is Paul George. Okay, so <laughs> Cal, <laughs> Cal Poly Pomona we- is known for having a very good Division II team. Hey. Basketball. Y'all don't even have a football team. No. Exactly. No. I can't even imagine. Like, if I wanted a football team, I need to go to San Luis Obispo. But so who would you root <laughs> for in college football then? Who do I root for in college football? Yeah. Um, I usually, again, I go back regionally and I, and I support the local, L- yeah, I, I support Pac-12 teams. That's my, fair. And then, you know, like extensions are important too. So my father, he's, um, uh, Oregon alumni. Oh, really? Yeah. So Oregon I don't, Ducks? yeah, I don't, I don't mind seeing. Why are their uniforms always so fly? Because of Nike. Nike. I know. And Nike was when located they, they come in with Oregon. the iridescent well, helmets. Well, N- Nike has a special contract with, I think, about 10 teams where they develop unique jerseys for them yearly. But they're also located in Oregon, though, the headquarters. And you, I think you the, said that. the main dude. Yeah, I want you to acknowledge it. My bad. I think, <laughs> I, that the, I think main the main dude. dude actually went to Oregon, too. So there's like a personal gotcha. tie. I think. You I know what Nike stands that. for? No. <laughs> Victory. It's the goddess. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The goddess Nike. I oh, thought, now you know. When you said stand for, I thought you meant like Oh, like acronym. it actually meant something. That's no, why I was you like, can't no. Urban dictionary that. That's yeah, the, that's why I was like, I know Adidas. Oh, I thought. All day I. Oh, it's, wrong, it's about wrong sports, acronym. though. People, oh, always, I thought, wrong acronym. people always say sex, but it's sports, though. Right? It's soccer. All day I dream about soccer initially. No, hold up. Hold initially, up. while you guys was... talk, I'm about to look this up. Hold up. Wait, I, I still thought there was an acronym for Nike. All day I... There is no ac- acronym. No, it's just the goddess. It's Nike. the goddess of victory. Oh, I thought it was never incriminate Carl ever. <laughs> All right. You thought about that on I'll the take spot, that too. Here? I'm pretty quick. Okay. Keep pretty... Me I out feel the like bank. that deserves an air horn, low key. You're my. I'm surprised you didn't hit the air horn after that scene. Hey, you know what? My good East, point, Crystal. Very good point. My East Coast slang is up there, man. Keep me out the bink. B-I-N-K. Hold I don't up. even know what that is. Hey, you know what? He really wanted that joke to work. No, I, I knew it was going to work. Hey, we'll give you. There we go. Give me an air horn. We'll give you one. You better find me a different uh, 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 drop, too, later on as we go. For right. When, for, when, for when you do something that isn't cool? Yeah, yeah. go ahead and keep that on the menu. All right, I can't all right. find anything of what does Adidas stand for. I'm pretty for sure it's all day I dream of soccer. But anyway, what do y'all... Like, I don't have a problem with bandwagon, bandwagon fans. <laughs> okay. Um, Because, I mean, even like when the Super Bowl happened, you know, I am a supporter of the Baltimore Ravens. You know, LA never didn't have a, a um football team when I was growing up. But is that an excuse? Because the Rams... We're originally in LA, and so we're originally, the, the Raiders. But at the point in which I started watching football, which was high school for me, okay. Um, back when I was cheering because I was like, "Well, I need to watch football so I actually know what's going on when I'm cheerleading." Gotcha. Um, and then I was like, "Well, I need a team," 
And at that time, we were reading a lot of Edgar Allan Poe, who I love, and, you know, never more quote the Raven. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to be a Baltimore Ravens fan because of Edgar Allan Poe. Let's go. So that's how I chose my team. Not because it's purple and it's cute, but because of Edgar Allan Poe. And it's cute. So, because you know, you know. But um, you know what do we know? You know okay. that brings up a very interesting topic too. Because I was talking to a, a girl the other day, and she was talking about how she was in cheer, and I was like, you know, you you don't know anything about the game. And she said no, and I said, you know what? It makes sense because your back is always turned. You're always facing the crowd. But you still need to know when to hit a first and ten versus a touchdown cheer. That's real. Like, start, start. Start. <laughs> What's the difference between a first and ten and a touchdown? Well, a first and ten is when you have gotten your ten yards and you have a first down and a touchdown is when you score six points i give about 60 percent again that <laughs> i'm just surprised that she knew and so were craig and Smokey. so shout out to you for knowing that. i'm so over there were, there were so many other variables but she got the root cause of what it needed to be at no that point. You're, you're absolutely right so can i ask my question now so what happens in a relationship when you root for a team. You're diehard that team. She slammed a cup. Down. And your significant <laughs> other doesn't have a team. Do they have the responsibility to adopt your team? Yes. Now, what if they have a team already and it's um, in competition with your team? Like it's a division rival. Like oh, if they went to Ohio State? Sure. If we're, if we're making a college football reference. It's like Lakers. Honestly, God would have to work on my heart to date mm, somebody like that. Okay. Um, would it? Would no? But in, you know, in, in all seriousness, would it yeah. be an issue? I I I am a natural born winner. Okay. Like my parents bred champions, <laughs> so it's very difficult for me to lose. And as Michigan football has been going lately, it would be very difficult for me to be in a relationship with somebody who roots for Ohio State for the simple fact that they've been whooping on us for quite some time. Um, if we were winning, oh, yeah, let's go. I love this. Come on, bae. <laughs> like, you know, buy me some new gear. But, um, yeah, that that would be difficult. Okay. Um, is there anything that could make it a little bit better? Like, do If you- we won. Okay. Just like dating somebody who is a Boston Celtics fan. Like, absolutely not. Really? Like, I don't think I can bring them home to my family. You would let that get in the way of love? <sighs> <laughs> I. It's hard. Like, I I am... Yeah, I'm good loyal. Thing is the Lakers aren't that good right now, so you wouldn't wow. have to worry about anything. Okay. The Celtics are Okay, good. here we go. So, We're talking to two LA people. I got to remember that. Yeah, don't do it. You know I got to drop for that too, right? What's that? Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. You made sure that hey, one was on any, your Anytime there's any Lakers slander. Kobe. You know? And that work that that works in the streets, on the court, in the office. I'm not dealing with you. You know, you don't say uh yeah, there's nobody else to say. I couldn't even think of anything. So what say, about- wait a minute, you have a unique experience just like I do, because I'm from San Diego. And okay. the reason why I'm not a Padres fan specifically is because I felt like back when I was young enough to even remember what was happening in the sports world, okay. I felt like the Padres did everything in their power not to keep all the good quality players that they had <laughs> coming up. And I was like, besides Tony Gwynn. And I was like, yo, you know what? I can't rock with this. But I was also a fan of Mo Vaughn. And Mo Vaughn was on the Angels at the time when I was a young man. And Nolan Ryan is one of the best pitchers ever. 
Yeah, and he I was agree. an angel also. Yeah, absolutely. he's the only guy I believe, one of the only guys that we have a retired jersey for. And I was like, you know what, Mo Vaughn looks like me. He bats like I do. I'm an Angels fan. As a kid, I said that, and I've stuck with him ever since then. Okay, so let, let's talk about that then, uh, Star. How did how did you make your affiliations that weren't so like forced upon you? Like when you go to school, like you root for your school because that's your school. Yeah. But then some selections are chosen just based upon free will. So, well, I did, talked about the Ravens. Um, that was probably the only free will one. Everything was, else I was bred. And it was basically because <laughs> Which is okay for you guys though, because you guys didn't have a football team. And it was at like the time Lakers. When you guys were growing up. Lakers, I will go to a Clipper game. I'll sort of support them and I'm not a Clipper fan. So what are in when it turn when it comes to basketball, what are you a fan of? Lakers okay. all day. But a Clipper but Okay, so then so like at, Doug, Doug is a Clippers fan, but they originated in, in San Diego. San Diego. Exactly. So so that's what true. about for yourself? Because that's not even a common thing. They always kill me for this. Like in terms of basketball. <laughs> As long as you don't say Boston. You know this inside Joe. They kill me for this I all do the time. know this. I just like LeBron James, and I like Steve Nash. So at the time <laughs> when I really like proclaimed my love for Steve Nash, they made me a Suns fan. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's only because I feel like nobody should be a Suns fan. Oh, uh, right now, it's it's tough times. I it just I just don't feel like it's appropriate. I don't even feel like I, they feel like they belong in. I, in feel like, <laughs> I feel like if you're a Suns fan, you might as well just take the three-hour drive and become a Laker fan. That's real, too. They might have that out there. The Lakers are one of those like um, organizations where they have outreaches Franchise. outside of just the L.A. area. I mean, you might find. Matter of fact, um, dudes on the East Coast are L.A. fans, I'm sure. Yeah, no, well, I mean, They're I... They're Kobe fans, or they I, probably were Kobe fans. Well, I know a few that I follow, just, you know, their opinions, their podcasts, things of that nature, that they proclaim to be Laker fans. And it's always just interesting to hear how that um, fandom came about What as kind well. of Laker fan? The, like, Kobe Laker fan or, like, Nick Van Exel Laker fan? Well, okay, I... I, I <laughs> yeah, that, is a, that is a big difference. O- older than me, so old enough, definitely, to have been a fan during the Nick Van Exel. Okay. But I don't even feel like we talk about that. Because you got to think about it, like Showtime, then Kobe Shaq era. Yeah. Like nobody talks about Eddie Jones, Sedale no. 3, and um, Cedric Sabella. Yeah. Yeah. Cedric. I don't even know who any, any exactly. of those guys are. Exactly. So. You know, and I'm Eddie. Not a Laker J- fan. Don't, don't hey. feel bad for him. <laughs> and Eddie Jones was an all star, and Nick Van Axel, in my opinion, should be a Hall of Famer. Nick the Quick? Yeah. <laughs> some some of the nice out here legit. showing out. She wants y'all to know any any some, bitters. Some of the nice y'all don't understand sports. who my father is. Okay, <laughs> at any given time, I can go home and it's a game from the '80s on the TV from his personal collection. You guys have to understand who hey, my father is. He's winning too because there's no long commercials for that. They get oh, straight to the point in those and, games. And it got the lines in the in the TV because you know it's it's VHS. And he got his HDMI plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I'm, so I'm you a, have to understand who my father is to understand my. <laughs> but I'm gonna key you in on the unique perspective that old school Laker fans probably have. Think about it, Showtime era. Like there was an era in which that team had to like be given its own title outside of NBA team. So not many teams. I don't except for maybe like the '90s Bulls can even have a channel dedicated to the heyday years. Like, they ain't got that in Milwaukee. That's true. No. They don't got that in Detroit. Well, they might have it in Detroit. Yeah, they, they, had they, had, they, had, they had a good time. A good little run. I was going to say because they beat the Lakers. And yeah, they did. They beat the Bulls, too, a few times. All right. <clears throat> so, wait a minute. You, you're you a 49er fan, so you don't catch flack for that because I feel like being from L.A., you have three che- three teams to choose from. Um, the Raiders. Know. Well, the Raiders the when they were there. Oh, I'm sorry. Two teams to choose. Well, technically, we can and add the Chargers, the Chargers in there yeah. now too. 
So I think from my perspective, like a lot of my sports affiliations are due to my dad. And my dad has always been a, a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So in my mind, I had the option to choose. Now, there had only been three teams that I was actually familiar with. Rams, Raiders, and 49ers. Because I have, fam- you know, I'm from L.A. Uh-huh. And I have family in the Bay. So I chose. <laughs> and you chose the Bay. Yeah. Was that because you like the colors? Mm, it wasn't necessarily that I like the colors, but I've always been a competitive person. So if I pick the same team as, you know, my older cousin who's like a brother to me. Then we gotta, you know, we we ride we it out. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to be in competition and yeah, say, okay, well, if that's what you like. Let me identify myself as being affiliated with something where we could compete with one another. So, with that's that fair. being said, how many titles do the 49ers have? I want to say eight. So, would they can would would people assume that you're a bandwagon fan at that point then because of the titles that they have? No, because but you're faithful even when they're not killing it. Well, I was gonna say in my lifetime, like in my lifetime from one till now, they've won less than they. Ha- you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like if I was a bandwagon fan, I would have been a if Patriot you were a Patriots fan. fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, yes. Now. You know the only now. the only Super Bowl that I was able to see the Forty ers win was against the San Diego Chargers. And then from smile on your face. Yeah, well, I was that. saying like from there, and that was at a very young age because I want to say that that was in the nineties itself. I don't remember because yeah. I wasn't watching football. So then. thereafter, like I haven't necessarily seen the 49ers reach that stage again, and I've never like wavered in my fandom. And the root for them right now, man, more power to you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my. <laughs> but squad. they got Jimmy G, so they're gonna be all right, right or die. They're gonna be all right. So speaking of athletes and everything, what are you guys' thoughts on athletes' tattoos or the taboo about, about tattoos and everything? How y'all feel about that? Cease, I know you don't have any, right? So personally, why don't you have any tattoos? Um, I just feel like I don't. Yeah, I feel like tattoos are a form of expression. And I don't necessarily have anything to say that I would need to express in that way. So there's any, not- any time that I've thought about getting a tattoo and having, again, having expressed something, I, I think to myself, like, I could better express that verbally. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want a tattoo where somebody has to look at and they have to ask me about it. I want it to speak for itself. And that just hasn't come to me thus far. Are there any religious things in terms of that that, that also give that give way to the idea? No. Cause I know mad people at church that that, <laughs> right. that praise God, and you know, to take it a step further, I would love to be the guy tattooed from you know full sleeve, and then have somebody walk into the church and think to themselves like, oh, I, I'm not supposed to be here, and then see me doing my thing and think to themselves like, I'm going to use that that guy as an example right. of what I can be. So I don't I don't think that has anything to do with it at all. I don't think because like is that to say that tattoos are a negative thing? Yeah. Is that your your opinion? No, 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 I can't. Oh, I are mean, you, a lot of people in church grew up like, don't get any tattoos, don't mutilate your body, but also they have ear piercings. Well, so it was like, so ear piercings. Are... I got a burning question okay. for you. Okay. Do you have any tattoo stars? I have one. You have one. Yes. And, and mind you, re- you, I just found that out today. <laughs> <laughs> I seen it. I was like, yo, is that what I think it is? It had a little angle out. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Show a little angle. It's Trying a, to get shows. It's a unicorn on her lower back. <laughs> <laughs> grazing in a pasture. Hilarious. So with, with a few cows. <laughs> Wait, so when you came, do, do any of your parents have tattoos? No. Do I'm they? the only one in my immediate family. Not even your brother or nothing no. like that. So what, when you came home with that your first like, tattoo, oh what did, what okay, did your mom so say? Funny story. Yes, yeah, plain the story. No. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So what happened was I was like, "Hey, mom, I'm about to go get a tattoo," and she was like, "All right, bye." How old were you at this time? Uh, probably twenty. 
21, 22, maybe. Okay, you was old enough to cook your own meals. <laughs> yes, I was <laughs> old enough to cook my own meals. And so, yeah, I was like, I'm going to go get a tattoo. My boy Jordan came over. He took me to the tattoo spot. And I came back. And, uh, well, let me rewind it. I had spoke with my father about it before. Like, Dad, I'm thinking about getting a tattoo. He's like, you know, I don't really agree with it. But, like, as long as you can cover it up and it's not ridiculous and you won't regret it, mm-hmm. do your thing. And so... I went and got my tattoo, came back, and it was all bandaged up. And my mom was like, what happened? And I was like, <laughs> "What happened?" mom, funny. I told you I was going to get a tattoo. She was like, I thought you meant Hannah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, and at the time, I had been testing different tattoo patterns out with oh, Hannah. So, you've been, oh, so, you know. Gotcha. She didn't know. It was a legit. I could just see her just trying. For y'all that didn't see I me, I just was, licked my thumb and rubbed did. the hell he, out like, of her He, like, actually right licked now. it and then put it on my shirt. Um, but I, it was, <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh, man. That's all right, but it happened. Yeah. So, she, <laughs> so yeah, she thought I was going to get Hannah, and I came back with real ink. So, wait. After she realized it was real ink, though, what was her? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. That's hey, what I imagined. Her herself. mom with that head tilt. As <laughs> <laughs> me, I mean, it week. just kind of was what it was. Like again, I heeded my father's advice. Like you know, like Cecil said, I've had this for about, at least eight years, and mm-hmm. he just found out today that I had one. Yeah, right, right. So you know, I was okay with that, and I know that I show it if I want to show it, and if I don't want to. It's very easy for me to cover up and not look like I'm not dressed for the season. So uh, has she gotten over it? Sprite forgot she even got... (laughs) Shut up! One more time. One more... Barely. (laughs) I don't think anybody thinks about it anymore, honestly. Yeah, especially because they probably just forget that it's even there. I'm sure they do. And you know, that that takes me to like my first experience even getting a tattoo, man. (laughs) He's still pickled. P.O.P., we holding it down. Tickled. No, I like these. Have you ever seen the the full clip of how she got like got arrested at all? Of course. Yeah, that that is hilarious. Her name was Donna, right? I, you know what? I, I think her know. name is. Da- I watched it at least seven times. I believe her name is Donna. That is hilarious. <laughs> PLP. Hold it down. <laughs> you can hear the hurt in her voice when she said, "For life." <laughs> she knew she was doing at least seven. Oh my god! <laughs> but nah, it takes me back to like my first experience even getting a tattoo. I remember. Because I was 16. Oh. That's why I asked you. (laughs) (laughs) You were 16? I was 16. I cannot tolerate I can tell you this story, and it's funny, because if we ever get my mom on here on the podcast, man, we'll we'll actually have her go through. I said, I told her just like this, and Cece, you know my dad. You've had your own experiences. We'll save save that for another podcast. Burley. But I was like, Mom, I'm about to go get me a tattoo. She And, you know, I was one of those kids that like to test the limits. I wanted to say something before I actually planned it to get what her reaction or his reaction gauge was going to be. Hey, that's the life of an only child. You sit there and you gauge, you know, their reaction to things. I can't blame it on anyone else. You know what I just realized? What's like, that? All the drops that we have for today are in reaction to what I thought Carl would say because I got a reaction to everything he said. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't pre-plan for me. Anyway, oh, we forgot to turn on Brenda's lights. Hey, there we go. Brenda's, Brenda's lights, lights is on there. What but is that? Hey, that should be the name of her business. Brenda's lights. Brenda's lights. Brenda's anyway, we'll, we'll see if to, she actually go, likes that. Go into your store. So I'm 16, and I go to. Uh, matter of fact, it was this gentleman. He was in uh, Mission Valley. I don't even know. Like at that time, if you can find someone who can tattoo you under the age of 18, you're, you're gold. Mm, good that, point. That's, that's, that's low key illegal. Yeah, it's illegal. 
So it was this Native American dude. I don't even remember his name, but he was legitimate, like Cherokee type, you know, ordeal. And we go in there, we're in my boy's house, and he did my first one right here on the right hand side with the rose and everything. And then I came, I went to my mom's job. I didn't even go home. I was like, yo, I already know when whoopings go down, they go down when I'm at the house. Yeah, she wasn't you know? gonna do it in public. <laughs> I went straight to her job you with set the band. Her up. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, did. Because I was like, yo, we're gonna have to call child services if she beat me up too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I All get the to, people. I get to the house or whatever. I mean, I get to her job. And I got the I got the plastic on. She said, "What you got the plastic on for?" I said, "Yeah, I just got a tattoo." She said, "What you mean you just got a tattoo?" I said, "Man, look, this is it right here." I said, "Look, it got great mom's name on. I got my great grandmother's oh, name." Oh, so tat- you did that on purpose exactly. so that she wouldn't be and as so she upset. wouldn't be so mad. She said, "Well, we'll see what your dad says." <laughs> <laughs> you already you already know. <laughs> At that point, it was like, "Yo, if it's there, it's there." And then after that, I got like three or four tattoos. So what? What'd your dad say? I don't even remember. He's he's had he's had so <laughs> sorry. I it's all good. You set me up for these. I am. They're all pre planned. He set everybody up today. So uh, yeah, right. You ask this to... question. All right. At Keep that, on. I didn't get a whooping for it, so I, it, it wasn't that monumental at that point. I was you know <laughs> grown driving and everything. I drove myself everywhere at that point. So, okay. but yeah. All right, y'all. Wait, 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 wait. And now. <laughs> The oh, runaround. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's, hey, you know we we got our G all the way all the way up right now. We in focus. It's time for the runaround. Cease came in already to the palace, the podcast, the palace, podcast, palace. the podcast palace, the podcast palace. That's what we. Oh, you wasn't here when we brought that up. Huh? No. He was not here. Yeah, that was that was pre show meeting. <laughs> but we gonna call it the palace. Late. But we got to say it's the podcast palace so that everybody know what we're talking about. Actually, okay. But Cease came in with a story today. Which kind of led to us to have our runaround topic. So go ahead and, and and let us know a little bit more about that. So do I tell the story first or do I just... Tell the story first and then yeah. we'll go ahead and lead into the actual runaround. Y'all know I'm long-winded, so I'm going to try to make this quick. There we go. Sleep Yesterday, me and Joy, we were at the gym. Um, Joy from episode three. Episode three. Thank you. And we're we're stretching. We haven't even started the workout yet. And we're having a you know normal conversation. And a gentleman walks up to Joey. He looks him square in his eye. He introduces himself by name. Um, so eloquently tells him that he's gay. And then asks a very poignant question. Are you gay too? Joey, being the nice gentleman that he is, tells him, I'm flattered, but no, thank you very much. So my question to you all is, when faced or if faced with a similar situation, what do you do? What's your reaction? What do you feel? Um, and then how do you take that? I guess the best way to put it for my runner. So around, wait not, a you ain't going to start my time. I'm just going to say like the best way. Oh, go ahead. Are you answering the question? No, I'm not answering the question. So I, why I are you talking? Pre, I was giving a pretense. <laughs> I'm chilling. At least <laughs> I, I, feel, stopped, I, I stopped myself. I feel Maybe. like that needs to fit within your 60 seconds. That's uh, right, the purpose that's cool. of the runner. All so right. do we know who's going first? I presented the question, so can't, can't be me. Carl, would you like to go first? I've been going. F- no, all right, that's cool. Yeah, we go ahead. You... Star, uh, who's doing the timer? Me or you? Do you how do you want to do it? Um, I want I want the air horns to sound me off. So when when okay, so I'll just give you the sign to hit the air horn. I'll, I'll do I'll do. Oh, no my bad. Oh, he's no. got it. My bad, shot. Hey, we fancy now. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead. So, whenever you're ready to start, go ahead. All right. So the best way to premise this, uh, I I, I want to go ahead and talk about a story that actually happened recently. As you guys know from the previous episode, I love to go play golf. Uh, so me and Doug, we went golfing uh, about a month ago, and there was a gentleman. Uh, I call it Wingstop. 
<laughs> and I, I called the Wingstop guy. This is a hilarious story. None of them know about this. I called the Wingstop guy, and I'm ordering, and I'm like, yeah. He, he We get to the point where he says, hey, you want classic or do you want bone-in? I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to get the bone-in. Doug in the background walks behind me and says, Carl loves the bone-in, right? And I try to hit the mute button when he said that because <laughs> I didn't want that to be you know, heard over the phone. The guy pauses for about six seconds and then giggles. So long story short, I go to said Wingstop <laughs> and the gentleman that was there, he was a larger gentleman. And, I, and he said, hey, what's your name? I said, my name is Carl. He said, oh, you like the bone in. And he had the little <laughs> sass with it. I said, yo, he thought we was trying to get at him. And it kind of threw me off. And he kept wanting to talk to me. About <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was your time. But I think we need to you hear need the, to finish the rest of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bro said, oh, your name is Carl. You like the bone in. I said, ha ha. It was kind of awkward at that time, yeah. especially when he had a little list and the mannerisms were there. Nothing against, you know, my gay brothers and sisters, but it just threw me off. And he wanted to continue to talk to me about it. And I was like, yo, yeah, I just want to go ahead and hurry up and swipe my card and pay for it. I, he said, yo, whoever said that was lit. <laughs> <laughs> He was hoping it was you. So in that situation, long story short, man, I just felt a little awkward, and, and, I, and I wanted to leave from that as fast as possible, man. Thank you, Doug, for setting me up. So my only question is, when you were eating the wings, did you use a napkin or did you lick your fingers? I definitely hid from plain sight, and I wanted to eat them there. <laughs> okay. Because I felt like he was trying to make a little more extra eye contact with me. Okay. He was trying to get you a discount. He said, look at his shoulders. <laughs> Star, would you like to go next? I suppose. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, give me a second. Get, get her time timer. started. The wings were delicious, by the way. <laughs> All right, whenever you're ready. Ready. Oh, please. I, okay. Uh, so pretty much. Um, I mean, it doesn't happen that often for me. Like usually, if it does, it's in passing. So it's just like a. You know, you can tell, like, somebody's stopping you to, like, try to get you to stop and engage, but I'd be on a mission anyway. Uh, but honestly, I feel like I get hit on by gay men more than anything. Like, gay men love me. Like, if, <laughs> look, I mean, if I'm in the club, they're like, yes, girl. Like, and then, you know, they'll, you know, sometimes want to touch me, mm. <laughs> which I'm like, it's very strange because if you were a straight man, I would not tolerate this. But, you know, it's. It's very interesting. Like, there are some different dynamics that go on there. But, um, yeah, I don't really feel like I get hit on by gay women too much. Or, like, um, but gay men, they love me. <laughs> oh, she didn't even make it to the time. That's cool. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> Can we do go. a celebratory horn? There we go. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Big C's, you up. Somebody has to, can somebody get the time? Crack yeah. Me? I don't need an air horn. We're not going to air horn. I'm not going to get this. He ain't going to air horn himself. All right, go. Um, It does happen. It happens to me a lot. Like, I'm not going to lie. It happens to me. Uh, It, it happens a lot. Um, And I think at this point, the thing that always kind of comes to mind is, is the reaction. I don't ever want to have, like, this completely, like, just offended, um, atrocious, right. uh, you know, uh, disgusted reaction. Because I feel like that's sending the same message. And the thing that always kind of comes to mind, if somebody was to see one of my friends, mm -hmm. one of my homosexual friends that was dark skinned but wasn't black, and then they were to call them black, if they were to react and say, oh, hell no, I'm not black, what would my reaction, you know what I mean? Like, how would I respond to that? 
and then vice versa for myself. I wouldn't do that to them either. That's fair. Yeah. That is fair. That's fair. That is fair. So that was for the runaround. Y'all let us know what comment or leave us a comment and let us know what arguments you like best or what story you like best <laughs> going forward and, and elaborate a little more. And then if anybody has, I, I'm interested to know what other people, what their experiences have been given this topic. So if anybody has any anecdotes or stories to tell, and it's specifically the men. And I, I'm actually interested in any of our LGBT community. There you go. Who mm-hmm. can offer the flip side of that because we don't have those experiences but i would love to hear from you all and you know i can only imagine how tough it is too for our lgbtq community uh i think they added another q on there too for questioning um but our lgbtq yeah. community in terms of like even identifying someone and even approaching that person i can only imagine how tough it is especially because it's pretty taboo i mean still to this day you know well, what I mean? at least here in san diego we have a pretty strong population yes we do and there is a very clear safe area um where you can go and you know you know anybody who's there is going to be friendly there's not a place like that in la mm, yeah we hope the west hollywood but i feel like west hollywood has gotten such a, a poor reputation for it because it's not only a high population of homosexuals but it's a high population of transients there's a lot of different drug yeah. use. Um, so it just... It, it's not like our Hillcrest. Our Hillcrest is very like... We know straightforward what safe. you're coming into. And, well, yeah. no, no. And, and I'm glad that you brought that up because that's a big component of it. I mm-hmm. feel like in Hillcrest, it's just a community yeah, where... it's safe. Yeah. You, just, you, you, you have businesses that cater to a certain audience and that you could feel like, okay, I can be myself in this arena. And I feel like in West Hollywood, there's just so much... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I've I've worked with homeless youth in that area. Um, so I feel like even for myself, I have a unique perspective of just what that area entails. So. Yeah. And listen, look at us dialoguing after the runaround. This ain't how this go. <laughs> yeah. but I want, like, again, no, I want our was... listeners to, you know, especially in the L.A. areas or down here in San Diego or anywhere else, and you've come to these areas before, like, hey, chime in on it. Ain't and, nothing wrong with that. And yeah. then plus we're, we're spreading information because not everybody that listens to us is from California, San Diego, Los it's Angeles. So right. if you need to identify the areas where you might want to go and hang out, mm-hmm. we have information for just about anybody. And I'll go with you, okay? Give <laughs> yeah. me a dance floor. I'm there. Well, Crystal like getting hit on, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Boots. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that was it for the runaround. Y'all be out there and be safe. Do y'all thing. Back to our regular schedule programming. Bye, Felicia. Bye. <laughs> so would you guys get more? I would. Um, you, okay, okay, wait, hold on. That's a two-pronged question. Would you get more? And then is there an eight or it's a three prong question? Lord, how do you need one more? I might. You got to tell me what that's. The, the I'm gonna third need to write this is. down. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Listen, listen, listen. So, would you get more? Is there an age in which you should stop getting more? And then if you haven't gotten four any, prong, then based off of what you just said, keep going. I'm on my third one. I know. I got a fourth one. You know what? I want to hit this. All right, hit anyway. it. Hit it. <laughs> hit it. Um, hit it. And then is there an age in which if you don't have any tattoos where you definitely shouldn't be looking into getting tattoos? That was any my tattoos? fourth one, so then never mind since you hit that. Okay. Okay. Um, I would get more. I don't think that age matters. I think that, like you said, it is a form of expression. Ever? It, no. It doesn't matter ever. No. I, I think say, it matters ever. Why? Because I feel like at a certain age, you shouldn't be worried about tattoos. 35. Who's ever worried about it, though? 35. Some people are. But, like... I know people who are older who have gotten like very meaningful tattoos, like survivors of breast cancer, and they put a pink ribbon 
on their body. You better like, try to make a shirt. This is coming from a guy that doesn't have any tattoos. Yeah, no, and so this, yeah. is, this is my so opinion. So I think that if you have something that you want, like, I think that the murals should definitely be done at a certain age. Like, if you shouldn't be putting murals on your body. What if you had a baby? After you get so, like, Brenda? <laughs> Brenda's baby. Oh, I see what you Brenda did. Brenda got a baby. <laughs> I see what you did. Go ahead. Man. We'll go ahead and preload it up. <laughs> There you oh, go. There we go. You Throw the, the shots out. Get the shots. shots out. That was a good one. But you said, yeah, there's a certain, you feel so like. So if you had girls. a baby, like if I had a, a child, if I, well, I don't want names on my body at all, but like, oh, I can see why people would want. That was my fourth prong. But go ahead. <laughs> can let her finish. There no, I'm go. going to. Yeah, like I could see, like, if you want to put that on, like, it's, if you want something do it like it doesn't matter what i think about your tattoos Mm -hmm. like live your best life but again i think like murals probably at a certain age you should probably lay off the murals but like when you say a mural mural of you got murals yeah you do am i at the age (laughs) wait a minute i wanted to save me for later all right all right i got murals but but how are you gonna save you for later like we can't see you Okay, so at what age do I don't... And we legally blind? (laughs) (laughs) At what age do I have to let the tattoos go then? I don't think you ever do. According to Star, you don't have to. I feel like I'm still in... I'm I'm 28. I had to... That's how you know I'm getting old. I had to think about it. Anyway. You had to count backwards. But to that point, I feel like you got time... You have a a good amount of time before you have to worry about it. I've already started though way before then. It's been been a 10-year process. No, no, no. So again, I I feel like you have years before you have to worry about not getting any more. And you have quite a number of them. So I feel like if you started, nobody should be able to tell you the stuff. Tidbits by Carl. You want to hear? I'm going to give you a tidbit right now. Uh, Did he just make a (sighs) segment for himself? I just made... <laughs> Tidbits by Carl. He's like, hey, he looked at me like, brother got enough segments on it. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> Go ahead. Yo, one of the, there was a woman who had, I believe, 98% of her body tattooed. It was an older British woman, right? She didn't start getting her tattoos until 55 years old. Live your best life. And how many times have you heard stories similar to that? I don't know, but it Never. was enough for her to be in the Guinness Book of and World so Records. So that's the point. If you want to <laughs> break a world record, do some silly, do something, <laughs> do some silly, right. do something silly, such as <laughs> start getting tattoos at fifty-five, so that you could break a world record. But I don't think it's silly. Like I think if it's just meaningless, like if you gonna go and put a Tinkerbell on your body and you're sixty-two, like. I'm going to have some questions for you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like, Hold on. I'm going to find a photo of old girl while y'all talking. Hold on. Let me get her. So would you get a man's name tattooed on you? Absolutely not. I don't want my own name tattooed on me, let alone somebody else. I ain't nobody's property. Carl? Would I get a man's name tattooed on me? <laughs> sure. I've gotten a man tattooed on me, which is Malcolm X. I mean... I'm so glad that you segued into the to the pronoun. Because at first when you said I got a man tattooed on me, I was like, all right, I need a new podcast. You're not about to play me like that. Hold up. Okay, so speaking of which, we'll get into something else soon that, that we can all talk about. But for a long time, I wasn't going to do tattoos below the elbow. My mm. mom was like, yo, don't do any tattoos below the elbow or anything like that. My aunt was the same way, too. And then when we got into our respective career and I, you know, landed the job that was my career job, I noticed that there were people walking around, some people, I would say 1% of the population or less than half uh, of the percent of the population that had tattoos like all the way down to they, uh, they wrists. So Wait, like, you've seen that? Yeah. You have to. I'm going to mouth it. Wait, wait. We, I know. I know. Exactly. So she knows who the person yes, I'm talking about. I know exactly. Wait, so there's one. 
Where they at though? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm getting tired of you pre-getting those. <laughs> Where, no, I just which to... one? Where, Where they at, at dude? <laughs> Whatever. But these are fun though. I like them. Oh, yeah, They're live. But to that point, do you like I honestly think that race matters when it comes to things like that. That's real. I think that if you do not have the same level of melanin as I do and you have a full sleeve, it's deemed more artistic. So if you have dark we skin. We can't get color either. We uh, can, but it's red, a little red different. Or, red or green are the only ones that show up the most on this. Which, you know, are the pan-African colors. <laughs> so maybe that is deep. That I is deeper than we you. thought. So, so, so without taking it there, because we, 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 we have the ability to take it there. We usually take it there. So we thus far, we've discussed that there's no age limit on tattoos. Are we in agreement to that? I am. I am in You're not in agreement to that. Well, I don't. You know, I don't feel like I'm the one to speak on the subject. You don't have any. Yeah, anyway. you know what I mean. So I just gave you my tidbit with the woman because of her age when she first started getting her first. I feel like she was in midlife crisis mode at that time. Low key. But, but I, I feel like again we we talk about outliers on this podcast a lot. Her name is Charlotte Gutenberg. C H. Well, you know I spell Charlotte. <laughs> Gutenberg is spelled you know. G. No, don't 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 give Charlotte no pub right now. Charlotte was the most tattooed. Look, I mean, even though Charlotte. she was a grown folk when she started getting her tattoos, she was real grown. She yeah. was, no, she was beyond grown. grown. She, <laughs> you see Charlotte? Oh, wait. Let me see the top photo. Let me see the top photo. Oh, there we go, Charlotte. And she, she got killing color. it. She got color too. But Char- see, when you look at Charlotte, you're like, oh, this is an artistic expression. If we were to swap that out. With someone else of a different shade, it probably wouldn't be viewed that and, way. And, then, um, and I know you're trying to pivot. Odell from Beckham that. has a whole leg, left leg tattoo and but, everything up top. But, but he's even an like That's I think different. about athletes and like the way that they talked about like Allen Iverson with his tattoos, and then Birdman came up, and nobody had anything to really say about Birdman, who was way or not not uh, Allen Cr- Jr. Smith. Okay, Jr. Smith. And then in comparison to Chris Anderson, yeah, the That's that, Birdman, right? The dude that played for, and but then. Okay. He's a sinner. Well, he was sinner slash power four, yeah. but then come to find out that Birdman has some extra stuff going on. Yes. So I think it then lends to the point that you're trying to make is is that people take the tattoos, which should be able to be seen as an artistic expression, and then try to combine that with some other element mm-hmm. of the person's personal life. Yeah. Um, but I I, that, I feel like you know just kind of going back to sports. The NBA was completely wrong in how they handled their their star players, which are predominantly black. Because they even told them no jewelry, no earrings, and no, you know what I mean? Right. Like you got to wear suits to press conferences. And it's like, well, let them embrace their culture. Like, there's nothing about a big chain that has a negative connotation to it. Right. Unless... Except the fact that you want to tie one to it. Exactly. And, um, you know, I think so often, like, professional athletes spend so much of their time in uniforms. Mm-hmm. They have no way to express individualism and to express their personality other than just putting it on their body. Because other than that, they're always going to be their number. They're always going to be their team logo. So, I mean, I've always been kind of okay with it. But So so is that that previous notion that we would get from uh, individuals older than us that, well, if you have a bunch of tattoos that you won't be able to get a worthwhile job? job. Is, that, is that still true? Not anymore. I think it depends on what you do, though. But is okay. So, is, do you, can you identify in your mind right now a job that you wouldn't be able to do just because you had tattoos? Well, I thought originally the job that we do right now that I wasn't going to be able to have them, and that's why I'm saying like if you see someone else that's there and you know where your role is in that type of you know uh, environment, and if you're able to do so, or you know if you know that people like your likeness, they won't care anymore. 
like I said, I got a whole, a whole left sleeve now. Most people don't even know I got my legs tattooed, you know what yeah. I mean, my chest, you know, the back of my neck, you know what I mean, like all that, you know what I mean? So and I, But most of the ones that you can see now, I didn't get all those until I realized I was in a safe environment. What's the point of a back of the neck tattoo? Honestly, I forget it's there. <laughs> so there is none. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forget it's there, honestly, until no, now. Because the only reason I asked you that is because the first time I seen your back of the neck tattoo, I wanted to get one of them little wipes and just kind of help you out because it looked like a little bit That's of That's because I'm darker. You know what I mean? And that was another thing I had to take into consideration. I thought it was a birthmark. But, mm, I mean, I guess He's it's... being funny. No, no, no. I'm being serious because... But if I take my... I've never seen... Pause, a... man. I take my whole shirt off, you know, it says... It, it's a globe. There's a hand holding the globe up. And at the time when I got the tattoo, I don't know what I was thinking, but it's, it says, I control my own destiny. Okay. Which is actually below what I actually believe. I believe God controls my destiny. <laughs> you know what I mean? But also, I feel like... I think like we I... play a key role in it. He gave us free will, so... Exactly. And, and that's what I was thinking when it came, but then it's so, like, straight to the point that I was like, oh, most people... I have to explain that you know yeah. what i mean and if you have to explain your tattoo that's where i feel like yo you didn't do a good job there's a few tattoos well not necessarily because it depending on the artistic stance that you took some people will have tattoos that they intentionally want you to ask about that's and then for them to explain the meaning to you because it's meaningful to them that, that's so. too much work <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get a tattoo so i can explain it to you when you see it but unlike you two i feel like i have a unique situation where there are some tattoos that i personally feel like man i wish i could take that one back and that was, right. that brings me to my next point like i thought about the actual tattoo design that i wanted for like two years okay and i was like if i still want this in two years i'm okay going for it so that's kind of how i did that um, and it's the same with my next one. Like, I've been literally thinking about it for years. And if at the end of those years, I still want it, let's go for it. That's how I see it. Because it is permanent. And, and tattoo removal hurts, from what I hear. Do, do you feel like having one tattoo makes it so that you don't have to worry about getting your initial tattoo? Like, you know what I mean? Like, with you being the age that you are, it's like, well, I already got one, so I'd just be adding to my collection as opposed to... I don't even think about it like that. Mm. They're they're completely separate entities for me. So if I showed up with a tattoo next podcast, y'all wouldn't be looking at me like I'm crazy? No. I would now, just based off of knowing you, yeah. Oh, okay. So per- I, I no, still wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, welcome. To welcome. <laughs> Wakanda forever. You're going you to welcome his tattoo? I'm mad because you just Wakanda forever, his tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> His non-existent tattoo got the X. Hey, I feel like I have support, though, so that's important. Have y'all yeah. been getting that, the Wakanda Forever? I, I've learned there's been a really big like thing with the Black Panther movie. There's a gentleman that goes to the gym that you and I go to, okay. an African-American dude. He does like the boxing instead. He calls himself Mooch. Ooh, I, I want to meet Mooch. You've seen him. Cause is, he, he, is he a short dude? Yes, and he'd be on the Stairmaster doing little punches while he'd be going up. Hey, oh, hey, he, he, he fights him. Mugger. No, 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 no. But <laughs> he do got a Killmonger vibe. He does. <laughs> oh, and, and, he, and no. he, pra- he practices MMA. He's a man of few words. Um, very interesting gentleman. He's a very in- interesting guy because I ran into him every day for the last five years, and up until this movie, he didn't acknowledge me until he threw the X up at me. He's like, hey, you seen the movie? He threw the X up. Just like how you just did it right now. That's what like took me down this whole train of thought. Okay, so to that point, you're right, and he's very polite. Yeah. I've never actually sat down what and had What does a... he have that we're talking about right now? Tattoos. He has a bunch of them. Yeah. On the throat, chest. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Oh, the throat. Like, it just... But it made you shake. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, yo, shout out to him. <laughs> and I'm sitting over here like, damn, son. Where'd you find this? <laughs> so done. 
Okay, so to that point, I, I wanted to bring up a, another subject is that whole interaction that he just talked about. So I feel like that's a good transition. Okay. Is that you saw a gentleman at the gym. Right. What did you guys have in common? We were black. And what else? And Tattoos. You, I, okay. Obviously, yeah. And I had my shirt off at the time I was talking to him. But you don't we, we was in the sauna. No, we was in the sauna. But you don't, but you don't, don't talk to- I wet my shirt up too much. Keep going. My bad. But <laughs> you don't talk to everybody just because they have tattoos. So it was the combination of both. Right. So I had an interesting experience yesterday. I was at the gym. I was with one of my Caucasian friends. Mm-hmm. And he saw it, and I didn't think anything of it until he mentioned it, and I just could not stop laughing because I was like, yeah, I guess it's a thing. I seen another brother in the gym, and we were in a gym in an area which wasn't having a high influx of brothers at that time. Okay. The high jump area. What's that? The high jump area. No, I'm just saying like, <laughs> like location-wise. I was going to say, they don't jump as high as me. <laughs> and just for the record, this is brothers with a T-H-A-S at the end, correct? Very good. Okay. I'd give you an air horn, but I'm trying to get in my bag in this story. <laughs> um, and... When we seen each other, we didn't speak any words, never met him before in my life, never seen him before. But I gave what I like to now deem as the head not movement because I feel like I try to do that a lot more just to let brothers know, like, we should be communicating. We with, see each other. Yeah, because usually the thought, the initial thought is, is we got beef for whatever reason. And when I seen him, we nodded at each other and then went about our business. And my buddy, Joey, as a matter of fact, hey, Joey. previous guest to the show, Joey then goes, that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing this man wow and i tried to like brush it up like oh man what are we doing are we doing back are we doing arms he's like no 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 like how did you know that would be okay and i said well joey what do you mean like you don't know him i she goes i'm in here all the time i see him he ain't never said what's up to me and i said well joey he wasn't supposed to like you know what i mean like we we made eye contact and i feel like everybody makes eye contact but when you do that one person has to then initiate like yo as men this isn't a challenge this is acceptance. Yeah. So I gave him the head nod. He gave it back. We went about our business. But it was just so um, remarkable to me to have somebody else observing our nonverbal interaction and to think think of it to be so profound. And on Michigan's campus, that was humongous. Yeah. Like I remember being a freshman, and that was like instilled in us by the seniors and juniors. Like you don't see a black person on campus and not acknowledge yeah. them. Like I remember that was like real. I remember people being like chewed out over it almost like i know you saw me walking up to you and you chose not to like acknowledge me we on this campus together we got to make it through it's true and yeah so when you see you see somebody and to this day i don't care where i am like i see somebody you know if it's a dude it probably will be the head nod yeah if it's a girl i'll smile like hello how you doing like you know i i interact it's true it's like how hard is it to say you know and just get somebody's (laughs) attention I'm so upset. I know, I know. Is that hustle and flow, Terrence? Um, you know what? I I got so many of them. It's just hard Look to keep track. Trick. Get them. There you go. Which was like the worst. <laughs> Did, wait, was that the one that won a Grammy? I'm sure. Oh no, you know no, no. Here for a pimp by Three Six Mafia. They won the Grammy. But same movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just you know it's just one of those interesting things that. Um, I feel like we we pick these things that that make up our character, you know, what I mean? like the characteristics that make us up. Mm-hmm. So whether it be skin color, tattoos, gender, um, or anything that kind of maybe fits into those categories, and, and we use those to be able to relate to the people in our direct environment. But then these these judgments and these preconce- 
preconceived notions come through because when you do see a person with a lot of tattoos, it it, it draws your mind to go in certain directions. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Would you? And okay. So going back to, to your personal tattoos, where do you have one at again? I have stars on my ankle okay <laughs> would you get them in maybe a more visible place because you you made mention of the fact that i didn't even know you had that t- tattooed t- until today and i've known you for years um for me more visible would the only more visible place i would get it would be like my back or mm-hmm. my shoulders um and that's still not that visible because i'm not walking around work with my tank tops on gotcha. usually yeah um and why is that why don't i walk around work with a tank top no I got a better question. If I pay wait, for wait, it, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. How do you know it's going to be a better question? I, got, I, I know it's going to be, well, the tank top, I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know if I'm beating a tank top. Uh, Carl would so wear tank tops weak. if he could. He'd be thirst trapping hey, all day. Dead serious, I would. If I paid for it and I said, yo, you got to put this one at least on your forearm. What are you, the stallionaires? No. I feel like if. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. If I pay for it? Absolutely not. Whatever you want to get. And you want me to put it on my arm? No. Why not? I It just, it goes, I, I want people to perceive me a certain way. And I do understand. <laughs> not, not through Carl's eyes. <laughs> through no. Carl's eyes. And I do understand that there are perceptions and connotations and they're very real. And so for me, it's just like, I can avoid that. And I don't necessarily want something that everybody gets to see. I want, I like things to be like, oh, you got to know me to know you got that. Mm, hey, gotcha. Hey. Okay, I got you. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. So we're coming towards the end of the first quarter right now. Um, how do you guys think that you're doing right now, presently, now that the new year is, you know, upon us and already going through the motions, some of the goals that you already have set? Um how do you feel like you're achieving them? If you set any goals or anything like that, people tend to forget about New Year's around March, February ish, <laughs> anyway. Um, so far, so good. Um, I, I feel like when I started off the new year, there was a couple of things that I definitely told myself that um, were going to be a focus. One of which was like continued education, and I feel like this podcast has helped with that a lot because we've gotten to meet a lot of different people that Absolutely. have just helped shape my mind in a way that just it couldn't have been shaped on my own. You know they're what I mean? inspiring at that point too. Sure, can you elaborate on that? What do you mean by I'm that? I'm saying like if you if we sat down here for what a month and a half interviewing people and hearing their story, okay, would you say at any point in time like their stories kind of inspired you to get up? And continue your education at any point, in anything at that point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like all of our guests, um, under you know, like with, with no contribution of our own, came in and really, we, we had an expectation. And I feel like all of our guests exceeded that expectation. Absolutely. And I feel like the way that they exceeded that expectation is they weren't only coming in here and telling us about themselves. They were telling us ways to be our better selves, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, again, we didn't try to, like, contrive that in that way. These individuals just innately had, <laughs> innately, and then we had Nate, but anyway. Um, innately burr, 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 There you burr, burr. go. I should have I gave, gave myself an error. I am a soundboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am a soundboard as well. <laughs> That's why. I, that deserved a bitch. What? <laughs> That's B-I-S-H. Let's clarify. Because any other spelling, it would not have went down like that. Amen to that. That and wrong folks and my mama listened to this podcast. That's real, too. 
What's uh, up? But I say that to say that they were really um, in their bag and trying to just give us something, to leave us with something. Right. And I felt like all of them did, so I felt like... They left you something and you walked away with it then. And, you know, in, in turn, I think they walked away with something too, which was pretty dope. Like everyone, a lot of people were like, well, this was my first podcast. This mm. is my first time doing something of this magnitude. So I that like that true. too. That is true. So what about you? Anything first quarter for you that, that you've accomplished or on your way to accomplishing or anything new for the new year? Star actually told me on the first that she was going to try to wear more flats because she wanted to be able to see <laughs> things from the perspective of a normal yeah, height. Of, I see. I remember I, when she first got these joints. Too. Yeah, my Minnie Mouse bands. Yeah, you had them about two, three years. She kept them in good condition. Yeah, I, I, I don't wear them often. You. She a sneakerhead. I know she be scrubbing those. My Nike ID Kobe's. <laughs> oh, that's right. Hey, hey, game Mamba Day Kobe's. Give it up. Give it. You got. You got a hand clap on there. Uh, somewhere I'm gonna find it. All right, find that hand clap and let me know when you got it, and I'll give my I'll get my little speech on. But anyway, anything first quarter that that you got going? Um, I think I've been doing a particularly good job with my uh my health and well being, mm-hmm. um, self care, working out, eating better, um, and people are noticing, which is awesome because you know sometimes you look at yourself and you just you know it's just me, whatevs. Uh, so that piece has been good, and I've been trying to be a lot more diligent with like my saving and spending, and I think that um. I've made some pretty good strides in that too. So I'm pretty satisfied. Um, and another piece I'm definitely working on is uh, social life. Because I think it's easy to kind of just get buried in your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So maintaining a level of social life. Um, and it's been it's been a challenge. Um, I have to actively do that, surprisingly. But um, you, you, You're challenged in being social? It's so funny because people think I'm like super extroverted, and I'm really not. I'm no. just outgoing. Hey, I think that leads me to believe sometimes, <laughs> though, too. She out here trying to play because I remember. Now, the new Snapchat update, I hate it. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now. I hate <laughs> the new Snapchat update. But when I was more presently on Snap before the update, your life was popping. Oh, it's popping. But that War of the Roses, that... spin class was like lit. All the, way, all the way. If the level was 10, you was on 14. Always. Stand- I still am. <laughs> but I still am. Like, But I have to actively be like, I'm going to go out now. Like, I'm going to meet with people now. I'm going to hang out with people now. Like, it's it's an active act, if you will. It's, a, it's an active lifestyle at that point. Yeah. Is that um, something that comes with just getting a little bit older and more mature? Um, well, I think that I get set in my ways very easily. And then being somebody who is single and who lives alone, it's easy to hermit. It's super easy to hermit. Sometimes Mm. I'm like, I just want to hermit. Like my goal is hermiting. Like when it's cold outside, girl, who's going to hold? No. Sorry. (laughs) 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 All right. Bitch, what? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and hit him with it. Go ahead and hit him with That's it. too funny. <laughs> but you know, it, like, it's easy to hermit. And so, like, and I mean, again, I'm very outgoing, but I don't necessarily think I'm extroverted. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's a task. I ain't mad at you. It's a task. Gotcha. <laughs> what about you, Carl? Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like a, um, I got a question for you, too. All right. Well, let me. Yeah, I didn't even say nothing yet. He was ready. Because <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I noticed something that you're doing differently. You're, so lo- you're loading the clip. Well, if you notice something that's loading different. Loading the clip. Well, we'll see. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not going to hit you with the <laughs> shot. Don't hit me with the shot. I'm not going to hit you with the shot. So, 
What I've noticed, at least for myself, I never set uh, New Year's goals. I have goals that I personally set for myself, you know, years before. You know what I mean? So I have a personal goal that I have to make sure that I keep up with. And each year I try to fine tune it, you know, fine tune it and make sure that I'm still trying to accurately hit that goal. So you think know, curious No, I'm just trying to make sure I get all the hand motions in because you was doing some extra stuff with your hands. Yeah, right I was now. in my zone. I was okay. in my bag too. I was oh, like drinking. <laughs> Yeah, I was what? Draking. I've been drinking. No, draking. Oh, draking. Oh. Hotline bling draking I've been with doing those both. hands. Uh, but anyway, but with that being said, like I always try to make sure that I have, you know, I stay on track with the goals that I've originally set for myself because they're long-term goals. I don't like setting a lot of short-term goals, but if I set a, a lot more long-term goals, then it's more so like as the year rolls on or the years roll on, it's making sure that... I'm making steps towards those goals. You know what I mean? So that's where I've been at. So in terms of the goal that I set right, you know, for this year um, and looking at my long-term goals, I've been staying on track, and which was saving more. That was my big thing, was making mm. sure that I put more money away than what I had before, stop buying shoes. I had to actually progress myself to that because I was a sneakerhead for a while. And C's knows that. He used to look at me every time you come in here, you got a new sneaker on. Yeah, you I remember make sure those I got days the sneakers too. on too. I don't think I've actually ever said that to him though. I remember those days though. Yeah. I'd be like, bruh. <laughs> and I've chilled nice. on that. I've chilled. Now I've chilled now. So I make sure that I save my money a little better. That's the thing that they don't tell you too, though. You know, when you're young, you want to keep up with the Joneses and everything. You realize most of the people that actually have bread and stuff like that, like they save their money. You know what I mean? And they don't wear their money. That's a, it's a, it's a totally different yeah. thing. Well, that, I think that's why a lot of these like retailers are so um, successful mm-hmm. is because they create these ways to make us feel like we need to spend our money mm-hmm. to, again, keep up with the Joneses or to be in the now or to not be last season. Um, and we're just like dishing out all this cash. But at the end of the day, they're just closing. I, I know sometimes I put on an old outfit. And people are like, dang, see, you exactly. killing it. You're killing it. And the only person that's sitting there laughing at us is these companies thinking to themselves, like, we had you spending money all this time and you had clothes in your closet. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, they, they. Why are they wearing new balances, too? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what Nike's saying to you every time you buy a pair of shoes. The Clippers owner is the worst dressed dude, I think, on the planet. On the planet. Oh, Steve and Ballmer. He, yes, but he got bread. You know, no, that's bro, true. bro, do not get. And even uh, what's my guy from the Patriots, the owner, uh, Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft, and he just wears some basic Air Force ones with a suit all the time. <laughs> Wait, Robert Robert Kraft wears Air Force. I ones? seen him in the Air Force ones. I, I was gonna say last time I seen him, it definitely looked like Ferragamo loafers, but nah, he <laughs> definitely wear Air Force ones. I've seen him. You probably got one pair of Ferragamo loafers and about thirty pairs of Air Force. We're gonna have the fact of the Patriots, the owner. The- <laughs> All right, go ahead. Keep talking. I'll go ahead and look it up right now. Fact checking. Okay, y'all gonna play me, but I know Robert Kraft was in. But I mean, I even think about like Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. Like he was probably wearing Dockers, like a Marona turtleneck from Target, and whatever sneakers, and that was like his daily routine. And a lot of rich people actually say like. I have the same outfit and I wear it five times. Like I have five times of the same outfit because. I shouldn't have to spend that much time thinking about how I'm going to look. Um, oh, he was right. Boom. <laughs> he was okay, right. but he's going on a walk with. Okay, I got like five different photos. I wanted y'all to get the clear ones. It's uh, the he, same day. Hey, you know what? I see the setup here right now. He's walking with Obama. 
That that was a photo op. Hey, he said, I'm about to get this Democratic vote. <laughs> they, they had the speakers playing behind Yo, him, this too. this is another day right here. Bro. I was running this through was him. six with my <laughs> Obama. You know how that shit go. I'm done. I can't. You see him? I can't live like them this. Is all, them is the all black one. So before I showed you the all royals, he got the all black joints on right now. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to make sure y'all seen that. I knew I seen him in them. Well, good the point. all white joints, though. Good point. Good all point. Right. You made that shot. We'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we got. Wait, but C said he had an observation about Carl. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. This. Go ahead and get in. I'm, I'm really interested now. We, we've talked about this in a previous episode. Oh, and Star you know, exclaimed started. when we brought up the subject that that was kind of like a thing that women were into. What happened to the beard? <laughs> that was like that was like your thing and I feel like coming into the new year that was something that I observed to change and I'm just wondering where your mind was at when you made that decision I started cutting the beard down maybe like seven months ago and you know at that point I was involved with somebody so with that being said you know that kind of takes things away okay you know, I, I don't understand kind of you know let that person dictate like oh that's a little long why don't you cut it and I'm like oh let me go ahead and cut that then all got split ends, justification. <laughs> so I let it go. That that sounds drama. But you know what's funny though? I actually cut my own hair that though. That makes me so sad. Yeah. Well, here's the thing though. I cut my own hair. Okay. And I noticed I was pushing my line down a little further. It was coming, I, I like it right here at the top of the mouth. The long beard was like a little lower than that. And I was like, yeah, it's starting to become a chin strap. So let me restart, regrow it. I actually cut the whole thing off. Just like, yo, I'm about to restart. So look, I don't have facial hair like that. So you I know, have to I school I know, me. Based off of you saying that, you coming from a place of hating. But go ahead. No, no, listen. Monique voice. No, I'm just wondering. <laughs> do, do hairlines correlate to facial hair? I feel like they do. Okay. Because the reason why I follow uh, DJ Callum on Snapchat. Okay. He's staying the the barber stay the barber with chair. DJ Khaled, but he be having the sharpest line. But like he'll let it grow for a very long time and tell the barber to be really easy on the top line of his beard. And so I noticed, like, you know, it'd be looking, y'all don't see it because y'all don't, you know, really cut hair, but it'd be looking really clean. The shorter the hair is, the cleaner the line is. Rule of thumb. So as it pertains to the, that gentleman, DJ Khaled, the rumor is, is that him and several other individuals. Not Rick only, Ross, we can go ahead and say it. We don't know Rick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we go ahead and throw Rick's Rose. name. <laughs> um, but, Rose. Oh. And, then, and then even people that I know that aren't celebrities are, like, With fil- the spray? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel my eyebrows in, so I can't say nothing. But, but is it, is how it, would you feel if you met a dude and he had? As the, long uh, as it don't rub off on me. Oh, and that's what I was gonna say. If you run your fingers through his beard and it looked like you got a glove on, <laughs> you'd be all right though. As long as he, if he use hair paint, if he getting up and like he's I in said, the mirror I, with you I every feel morning, my eyebrows just, in. <laughs> you doing your eyebrows and he just. So if look, you don't mind me drawing my brows in, I don't mind you spraying your beard up. So if you heard this line before y'all left for the evening, babe, spray me in. <laughs> I got you, babe. Okay. I hold it down. All right, I hold it down for babe. Go ahead and let her live a little bit. I hold and it that, down. You for better babe. than me because I don't. Uh, I guess it's the same thing as you know drawing your eyebrows in. It's it different. Is. Though, as a man, there's always a double standard for things that we do, though. Yeah, that's it. it just it just seems you know. It's not that it's weird because I feel like anything that we deem as weird is typically just something new that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So had it been common practice, we wouldn't be talking about it right, right. now. But it's this new phenomenon where like the big scruffy beards are favorable. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? Praise They're highly desirable. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then now gentlemen are taking the extra steps to maintain these beards. So it just seems a little different. That's all. Is that why you asked me about my beard? 
Oh, no, I just know, you know, we had mentioned things that we were doing differently, and I just wanted to know if there was anything that came behind it. And, and you mentioned that. that. That piece, yes, and then the other piece, I had split ends. <laughs> in your beard? Yeah, I didn't you even know I could get it. So, so, split ends so, who, told, so who tells you that? Somebody notices that about you, or you notice that about yourself? Uh, hair fell off on my chest one day. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Hold it back. <laughs> we gone, Felicia. It fell off my chest, and before I flicked it, I noticed it went into a t- <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> Boy, if you don't get. <laughs> you need I to know. stop. I noticed okay. it had a little T shape, so I was like, okay. yo, like, yo, my beard is, is done. Like, I got to cut it down. And then after keeping it, I don't have to comb it. Okay. I hate it combing it. So, so the, the maintenance, yeah. And yeah, I, the maintenance was rough. And I deal with that sometimes, too, just having longer hair. Exactly. I wake up in the morning yeah. thinking to myself, like, would this be easier if I just cut my hair? But I really like my hair. Exactly. Yeah. But you got to get through. You got to go through the process. Because my beard took me another, what, 10, 15 minutes out of my routine. I can only mm. imagine what your hair would do. And I can only imagine if you had both. You know what I mean? I, think, I had to get beard-specific oil, which I don't even know if it's legitimate at this point. I feel like anything could work. You know, you can use blue magic on the beard, I'm sure. Oh, Why use the oldest no. black folk remedy for yeah. anything? Yeah. You will have all kind of pimples. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Blue you magic can't even touch. Do you use pro style? No. No? Did oh. you ever use pro style? When I thought Did I you wanted lay your the edges? baby edges. <laughs> hey, so listen. Look, look, my edges don't lay. I, if, got, I got a different type of hair. If it makes you feel any better, I used to use pro style. I believe you. I did. Within but the- see, I was a pressing curl girl. So I wasn't just gelling ponytails down because I was... Flowing. I was on my Snoop Dogg perm. Gotcha. Well, not perm, but press. Did you use relaxing in your hair? No, I've never had a perm. I did. <laughs> I I definitely had the S curl, <clears throat> and I and I was but, burning a but, few but, nights. But, <laughs> but what was the desired look that you were going for? Duke Whatever Ellington. was on the box. Duke that Bobby Va- no Bobby Valentino. Remember when he was Bobby? Ooh, <laughs> I love Bobby. Don't. Well, because I know some brothers that use it when they have longer hair and they want to get they want curls, curls. But then what a lot of people don't know is if you have shorter hair and you use it after the next haircut, you have waves like you've been working on them for years. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Every time that I relaxed my hair, though, it was always for a curl, though. It was never for a wave. Mm, okay. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we had a, uh, a thing out here where double edges was cool. So I had a double edge out. What's a double edge out? Oh, where you have the first hairline and then it's low? And then it goes into the curls? It, you have a first hairline, then there's a second line. It almost looks like a part the whole way through. We had double edge-ups. I can't even explain to you. That's so crazy. I, I really feel like we're Because when I think of double edge-ups, I, I think of like even dudes who have like locks. And they have their hairline. And then there's like a low like a low cut before the locks start. Um, but it's, instead of so, locks, it would be like curls. So I've seen Like this. That. He knows what I'm talking about. This like right Omarion. This is a double edge-up. Okay, I've seen that, but I feel like it's more appropriate. Just Google double edge up for our listeners, and y'all gonna see what I'm talking about. It's gonna be a little kid with a cape on, and that's definitely a double edge. That was a popular San Diego thing, like to have a double edge up. Okay, with some Walmart, with some Walmart vans. I'm glad I didn't grow up out here. Anyway, before we start wrapping up, what do you guys got in the headphones right now that y'all listening to currently? Um, Miguel. The the last album. Yes. What's the name of it? Is it War Love and War? Let me look it up. It is fire. I think Miguel is like low key one of the most underrated artists ever. What's the genre of music? It's Miguel. Miguel should have his own genre because it's like R and B, funk, pop ish. Um, it's Miguel. And you like him better than Bruno? 
Why would you? Why would you do that? Warren Leisure is the name of it. Why wouldn't you answer? Because I love them both, but Bruno's album came out in like 2016. Yeah, it had a different feel to it too. Like, was that Bruno's was like no, it was it was like 90s R and B. So that was like a real cool vibe. I love that album still to this day. It's like 33 minutes of perfection. Um, But Miguel has always been like this artist with such a freedom about him. And like I was actually watching this, I come, I came up on a random YouTube clip of him um, at some music fest, and all of a sudden he's like, you know, you guys, you know, all we have is this moment right here, so I'm gonna do something I've never done before. He goes to talk to the band, and the band is just like trying to figure out this song, and it was one of my favorite Princess Rihanna songs, which is "Kiss It Better," and he just like randomly performs this live he, without ever practicing this he, with the band. He does that. At multiple shows, I can't wait. I'm going to see him. Yeah, in I, April. So I've seen him live, and he did that, and it, it it looked authentic. But now that you're telling me this story, I now know that. But was it a different song than the Rihanna song? Mm-hmm. I just remember. I don't remember actually remember what song it was that he. Because I feel like that's in his character. Because he's just that type of free person. So I feel like the band knows. Like, all right, y'all. We yeah. might be having to listen to a song in the ear and figure out this bass. That all right, y'all has me so weird. Like, you know what we about to deal <laughs> like, with you tonight. You know, you know we with Miguel. <laughs> so, so Carl, I feel like you brought up the subject because you got something that you're listening to that you feel like the people should. No, I just brought it up because you know I, I was actually kind of wondering what anyone's listening to. You know, I'm actually a battle rap guy. You see me. He laughs at me all the time when I'm on the Stairmaster, but I watch like battle rap every single day. I watch different leagues and stuff like that. That's my thing. You don't you don't laugh at me when I'm on the Stairmaster. I mean, I laugh at you in general. I felt like I had on some tight pants one day, and I knew I had on Thirst some tight track. pants, but I'm so glad that he told me they were tight, because I was like, yeah, I'm never going to wear these again. But anyway. You wore them on purpose. Now, I imagine by the time this comes out, I'm still going to be listening to Nip, Nipsey Hussle, mm. Victory Lap. What do you like about the CD? Uh, Blue Lace is, is definitely my favorite track, because I love the story that mm-hmm. he tells behind that. I love rap when, I love rap, I love music when it tells a story. It doesn't even have to be Absolutely. necessarily rap. When it tells a story that resonates with yeah. you, in terms of just like... For me, what resonates for me is like starting from a certain level and reaching to where you wanted to get to. Gotcha. Like just goal reaching. doesn't have to be, I mean, anything, you know, bigger than that. But yeah. Uh, what I like most about it, I think the last few Nipsey Hustle tracks that are mixtapes, rather, that I, you know, the one thing I didn't like was the beat selection. Gotcha. The content's always going to be the same. Um but the beat selection, I feel like it was over the top. I felt like Dr. Dre produced the album to the point where you and I had a conversation where I was like, I have to look at who actually produced the album. And I went in there and I was like, oh, it was these guys. Mike and Keys, I believe, is mm-hmm. the ones who uh, produced the album. They're from L.A. It seemed like it's ringing a bell to you a little bit. They they, they both used to be, in, uh, not independent artists, but like individual artists. And then they clicked up to start, which is now like this new West phenomenon of having like that, that West Coast sound again. Okay. Okay. And it's even like with flipping like old songs or like beats that have already been made and then just throwing like okay, a, I a West Coast I, I think I'm familiar. So that's what I got. What you got? That I'm listening to right now? Yeah. Um, That's a good question. I feel like there's a lot of music that came out recently. So if I had to like throw one out there i guess i'm I'm listening to the nipsey too that was that that was big for me because you know what i mean like just being from la um and hearing him talk about these different you know what i mean like it was the same feel when i when i would listen to kendrick yeah you know and hear him talk about tams which i could say that to 10 different people and they're like i don't know what that means right that means something to me i when i hear him talking about sloss and swap meat like i've shopped there you know what i mean i got clothes in my closet from there so then that's where your lane is then pretty much you resonate really with that 
Um, it's I, familiar. It, it, you know what? I'm going to tell you what's most profound about those two gentlemen in particular is I feel like hip hop has been um, grounded in the South and in the East Coast for the last two decades. Mm-hmm. And we've had these little blips of of West Coast phenomenon come out where it's just like people grab onto it. You know, YG, when he came out with my hitter. It was it was exciting for a little bit. My hitter, my hitter. Exactly, but it, that that was a big deal. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like with the emergence of some of these rappers who not just um, portray like that that gangbang mentality, but just a, a, a street savviness. Mm-hmm. That's what you're hearing a lot more. Is I'm from the streets and I know how to navigate and I'm going to give you all the game and I hold myself to a certain character. Nipsey talks about that a lot of being a stand up gentleman. Kendrick talks about that a lot. Um, and then they big up their people. You know, a lot of the features that you saw on on both of their most recent CDs were other West Coast artists. Yeah, when they when they hold the stature to get features from anybody in Absolutely. the United States and around the world, but they chose to represent home. I have a question. Sure, who is your guys's guilty pleasure artist that you listen to? And I'm laughing, of course, because I have one. You're talking about like something like where people wouldn't even they like, would Yo, judge the mess out of you. Out um, of you. I, I already know. Go ahead. Where? No, oh. go ahead. I want to go. So there's a gentleman by the name, and even the name is about to throw y'all off, by the name of Moneybag Yo. <laughs> and in, in, my, in my like in my regular life outside of the podcast, I wouldn't tell many people that. Is he a battle rapper? No. Okay. <laughs> no. So Moneybag Yo. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, Kenny G. That's <laughs> hey, hold that T. Don't play me. Kenny, Kenny G is legit. Okay. Yeah, I can, hey, you know what though? His I Christmas tre- album is still fire. Right? So. So, man, there's nothing you the, Silver you put bells, on Kenny like G, G during the holidays and this. You know, my jam was Silver he be Bells. Killing it, man. That's, my, that's my guy, man. Kenny G. I, I I really definitely support Kenny G. That's a hot take. What about you? Y'all ready? Let's hear it. There better not be no foolishness like Houdini. Plies. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's that's about as guilty as it gets. Yeah, that's real. That'd be like throwback plies. I tell you too. what, you definitely not you playing d- that on your way to church on Sunday. <laughs> Matter of fact, you can't name none of the songs right now. Oh. Okay, we we get kicked off the air. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he gave you His a leeway. Safe is I'm fire. glad he gave you some leeway. <laughs> she is my rock. rock, rock oh, that's rock, and that he does have rock, a new song rock. out right now. But even like beforehand, and again, I'm thinking of a particular song. I can't even sing the first like stanza because it's not appropriate. Well, but I love flies. And, and I think that's what is very, very important about music is that sometimes some of our favorite things that come from music aren't necessarily like applicable to our actual selves. It just it, it's composed. Or maybe it is. Hey, I'll give you a perfect example. Smoke weed every day. One, hey. one of the most noticeable ad libs in music, and I know most of the people that would recite that, they're not even marijuana smokers at all. But it's just one of those Smoke things. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, it, it just. I th- play a game with myself too. Like, can I get it on cue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Let me tell you. Let me tell you a funny nobody story. Nobody remembers. That's at the end of. Hold on. Let sh- me tell you a funny story. So they played that song in one of my spin classes, and it may be a shocker to some of you, but I am usually one of very few black people in spin class so I everybody was that. like everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. everybody was like rioting and singing it and i was like oh i'm about to see who really know this song 
and that part came up, and I was the only one to hit the smoke weed every day. <laughs> and I was right like, oh, y'all ain't real. Anybody else y'all ain't real. It? Y'all to listen to the album version. <laughs> Either that or they knew they were being watched, and they were like, well, I can't say this part. <laughs> no, they should let's have. See, let's see if Star knows it. <laughs> <laughs> right. They were trying to test my black card. <laughs> let's see if Star knows it. <laughs> they were going to pull my black card in a second if I didn't. That is funny. That is funny. All right. So I had a book review for you guys, if that's cool with y'all. Okay. Uh, the book it. that I've been reading uh, lately has been called The Way of a Superior Man, okay. of the Superior Man. Um, and it's by David, uh, make sure I don't put this up. Ahead. David Dida, D E I D A. Um, and I'm about halfway through, and the first, I guess, two or three chapters really talks about finding your purpose. Um, and in terms of finding your purpose, the book also looks at being a masculine male in today's society and also looking at couples, whether you're gay, lesbian, uh, straight, bisexual, transgender, all those things. Um, it, it looks at saying that, hey, you know, we best operate with, you know, partners who are polar opposites of us. So mm, if, you know, being masculine or being feminine, one of us can take on, you know, those those qualities, but we can't take on both. Are they talking about qualities or energies? It, both it would it, 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 it talks about all those things because it it also goes in the it goes in depth in terms of like losing sexual energy if you know someone takes on a quality that they're not necessarily not necessarily you know keen to so like don't lose that <laughs> but it, I, I thought it was perfect <laughs> because it was talking about purpose and it was talking about going out and putting your purpose first and then showering those gifts amongst your family, your significant other, your kids. Like, you know, those things are driven through your purpose. And I thought that was, a, it's a really good book, man. I won't deep dive too much into it. I want everyone else to check it out. Um, would you recommend this book for women as well? I would in okay. terms of understanding the masculine state of mind. The book will tell you in the summary that, hey, you know what? This is written from a masculine perspective, but doesn't mean that everyone wouldn't gain a perspective in terms of this. When they say masculine, it's not talking about male. It's talking right. about masculine qualities. Qualities so and energy. we would deem masculine. And you know what? I feel like if more females read this book, they could stop running around talking about my bestie, my bestie. Because that's not a real thing. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean? These girls that like have these male best friends. I have male best friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a topic for another day. I'm yeah. cool with anyway. male friends. Anyway. You put best in front. I want to know how best, best is he? Besties. <laughs> like, how, what, what got y'all to that point? But anyway, <laughs> it's a different podcast. Apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so The Way of the Superior Man by David Dida. That's D E I D A. There we go. I love that book so far. I'm going to keep reading. Good. Anybody got anything else they want to add? No, we've talked about, we've, we've, we've uh, comprehensively talked about everything that has gotten us to this point. Um, we even got to share a little bit of musical taste from us individually, which was there you go, which was pretty interesting. Um, is, is there anything that we're looking forward to going for? Um, I'm excited because we got a lot of opportunities now through these interviews that we've had um, mm-hmm. to see what kind of transpires. Um, Nate's been in contact with us. Jamar gave us a, an extension to you know join his football camp. I believe it's June 30th. You know and. We'll see what our role is going to be in there and spread the message. Hey, I'm going to ask you guys, our listeners, man, keep spreading the love with us. You yeah. know what I mean? Please, I'm, I'm I'm emphasizing that. Give our social media a little bit more love, too. I'm taking a little bit of Star's platform, but I'm going to really emphasize that. Take you know it. what I mean? Give us, give, show us some love, man. Spread us out there. You know, even if you're out at a local business or something like that and you talk about our podcast with somebody, you know, shoot us a DM or something like that in our Grown Folks Business DM account, or you can even... 
reach us on the the, the grown folks business uh, email. And shout out to all my folks that have posted stuff on their own social media. Yeah, have yes. connected me with people that I have never met before to yeah. let me know that they they really like what we got going on here. Like I, I really want to emphasize that we definitely want people that haven't done it already to do it. But I definitely want to show some love to all the people who took it upon themselves to to show love. Because I know some people have been like grinding and hitting me up on the regular to see what they can do to help grown folks business. Some people um, I've expressed to, you know what I mean? Like, hey, this would be helpful. And without having to say another word. They have been, you know, posting, reposting, sharing, liking, mm-hmm. buying shirts, writing all that. reviews, buying shirts. So with that being said, much love to you all. You definitely know who you are and we definitely don't want you to feel like it, it was done for none. We appreciate you. Yeah, we got some amazing folks out there. So we really do appreciate y'all. Let them know where they can find us at. As always, you can find us at Grown Folks Business. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. <laughs> That laugh. That yeah. yeah. (laughs) And if you want to follow us individually, I'm normal underscore ask underscore Carl with a K. And just Chris Star. And PO box for my man uh, Big Mouth C's. But you know what? But if you send me an email, just make sure you put this in the subject line. Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, I'm grown. I'm grown. We all grown. And this is another episode of Grown Folks Business. Business.